Midwest? We're not going to talk about this on the program. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Nice try. What did you say? I asked. <laughs> we're, we're, uh, we won't talk about it, but I'm just kidding. Yeah, I just asked if she accepted the friend request. Oh, okay. It's none of your business. <laughs> It's good to see the podcast atmosphere and the podcast space uh, take root out here uh, on the on the French side and the English side. Uh, I want to see more of it, quite frankly. Um, I think that there's room for everybody in this uh, in this in this game. You know, uh, geek tactic cipher. There's room for a moment of truth. There's Room for d'amour et de sex. There's room for censura te eso. There's room for everything. There's so many stories to tell in so many languages. However, none of them are lasers. So fuck them all. Also, I want to interrupt and say it's geek-tastic cipher. I just think that's important, oh. that distinction. Ah, I see. Yes, it's so, an A. Yeah, they, they bonicized the A. Yeah, they wanted to make sure that white people said it the way that they intended I always hate that when, like... Oh, yeah, it's awful. When they ebonicize, like, a word. Yeah. Force, force you to, to say duh or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, it's like, maybe I just want to say duh. Yeah. It's worse for me as a white person. What am I supposed to do? I... Oh. You have to say duh. What's a bad one? Like, there's bad ones out there. What's a bad one? Well, there's the infamous dreaded N-word. Oh, And wow. the kerfuffle between <laughs> the E-R and the A. That's not even. I don't. That's. Not, I don't even have to say. I don't even go near it. So it's not that's a problem fair. for me. That's, 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 that's okay. Even... We can leave that alone for for, <laughs> for your sake. Yeah, I don't even have to worry about it. Mm. The baby. That's I'm okay one. with that. I can say that. Yeah. I can say. Say. The ba- it. <laughs> 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 Maybe I just say the baby. Maybe exactly. There yeah, you go. Yeah. Exactly. The baby. Yeah. The baby. Yeah. That is awful. It's tough. It's yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah. Ninja. Oh, instead of the N-word? No, I say ninja. Ninja. (laughs) (laughs) If I don't like (laughs) them. If I feel some type of way. Yeah, man, this DMX continuity problem really bothers me. (laughs) I don't like it. It Get that shit right. Look, they they didn't play Party Up, did they? So you're okay. Party Up would have been almost more Appropriate? Yeah. It still would have been off, but it would have been a little more on. But I just don't understand how many people watched this movie before it went out and didn't realize that they were trying to portray a 1992 scene and they used a 2001 song. Yeah. It's pivotal. And, like, the song plays a big part. It's not just, like, the whole point is that they argue about, like, yeah. the volume of the song. Yeah, exactly. Like, the song is huge in the The scene. video's on the television. Yes, we're watching the video. <laughs> I don't... It's such a big mistake that I feel like we're misunderstanding yeah. the, the maybe, scene. Maybe, maybe. Is this the video where DMX is in, like, a teal velour sweatsuit? Uh, no, no, that's... I, I think I you're thinking of... Uh, I'm thinking of how, right here. I don't know. Either that or, like... Is how we get down. Like, fuck, how'd that song go? It was like the lady song on the first album, like second single. No, I'm pretty sad. 
You wore a lot of fucking velour suits. It was I'm just realizing. an era. Yeah, it was the, the velour time. sweatsuit era was glorious times. Like the, there, you couldn't have been any more cozy in the club. <laughs> it was yeah. thugging in comfort. Yeah, it was. I mean, no, you can't get more comfy than velour sweatsuits. You yeah, can. It's you cannot get like more more. Co- how cozier in a club <laughs> can you be? I, in a club, it's a little warm, honestly. It's well, like true. actually, you'd rather be like linening in a mm. club. I agree. Yeah. That's probably why DMX wore the uh, wife beaters and the tank tops underneath. Because you have to take it off. Yeah, exactly. It's too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way too much. Mike, do you ever wear ankle socks with your Tims? <laughs> oh, no. No, no, definitely not. Good but man. what's an ankle sock? That's so it doesn't show? That's just so you go Tim to leg? Or is the ankle sock the, the mid-calf? No, the ankle sock is like the no-show sock. Exactly. It's like it's oh, a, no. No, no. That no. with a Tim, so oh, it looks yeah. like you're not wearing socks. <laughs> Imagine. In my Tim years, I never wore shorts with Tims. Mm. I, wouldn't even, I wouldn't even go there. It's mm. tough, shorts with Tims. It's like, well, I'm wearing work boots and shorts. Like, how does, how does this work? It's a, this is quintessentially New York summer thing. Like, Oh, super. Somebody's getting stomped the fuck out, and then you're peeling off on your BMX bike. Yeah. <laughs> What do you think happens if you wear your Tims with no socks? Do you think you get blisters like a motherfucker? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you'd yeah. blister oh, the for fuck sure. out. What kind of maniac would you have to be? That's what no one talks about Tims is that they're like, not the greatest shoes. Cold as fuck in the winter. Yep. Cold as fuck on the toes. And yeah, they're uncomfortable. When, they're- I, when I wore Tims, like... They would slide up and down my foot, and I ended up developing a callus on my heel. There you go. Yeah. They were too big. You didn't have properly fitted Tim's. No, well, I didn't. Oh, you were trying to also, were you trying to wear them they, I was also wearing out? them unlaced. Oh, and, you know, <laughs> you're killing yourself. It's the era. They were baby blue. Oh, man. Okay? You have to lace your Tim's. No. That's torture. No, no, you don't have torture. to lace your You sacrifice for fashion. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. How do you not understand this? I know, I know. I can't believe you wore Tim's, foot. Mike. It's like, I can't, I can't understand that in my mm. head. Yeah. But... What color, Tim? Oh, what oh, color? Oh. I feel like he would have gone natural, but it's probably not. The or classic. The classic. Okay. Or all I can guess is like red. You think I wore red <laughs> fucking yeah, Tims? Yeah, you blended out. Yeah. Red fucking Tims? I don't think you would have done or navy. Mike would have done red leather Tims, but only in a red leather two-piece suit, <laughs> no shirt under the jacket. That's that sounds like a great outfit. It's D, it's basically DMX. Man. It is. <laughs> if Mike were DMX, he would wear red Tims. Unfortunately, I wore chocolate Tims. Um. I, I was a chocolate Tim. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> that's kind of scummy. It's not even the black Tim. Like the black Tim has like criminal, you know, gets crime props. Like you're wearing black Tims because you're doing a B and E. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, but, no, br- the, but brown Tim's? Yeah, the, like, cho- the chocolate Tim's are for ladies, ladies, the, man. The you know, chocolate Tim's. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. That's what we did. A yeah. little bit. Yeah. The chocolate Tim is the berry white of Timberlands. Yeah, it's smooth. <laughs> it tries to be. 1984 did not yield that many good rappers. What's, what's up with that, Mike, you think? Is there? There's no 84s? Uh, there's, what about Cole? There, no, I think Cole's, Cole's 85. A, he's an 85er. You know who's 84? Kid Cudi is 84. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dom Kennedy is, oh, is 84. I know. I know. <laughs> it's really upsetting. These are some non-rapping-ass rappers. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, really? I guess there. I don't know of any. 
who else is like 34, 35 right now? I don't know. Like, uh, like how old is Kendrick? Kendrick's like 33 or something? He's like slightly younger than J-Rock, yeah. I imagine. Yeah. yeah, Kendrick is like 86 or 87. He's like, him and Drake are like the same age. Drake is 85, I think? Drake is 86. 86, yeah. Yeah, there might not be... Crazy. It's true. Kanye's older, obviously. 84 is such a spectacular year. It's the, it's the greatest year in the history of... The, it's the greatest year in the 20th century. That's yeah, the, great, yeah, great things Pretty much. Pretty you just like purple, purple Rain, that's it. That's like a good 30% of it. Purple Rain is a good one. I was born on the last week uh, of uh, uh, When Doves Cry being the number one song in the country. The week after that, it was the fucking Ghostbusters theme. <laughs> I dodged time. a bullet. I know. What a time to be alive indeed. Shit, my week was uh, Lionel Richie. Hello. You guys are real nerds for knowing this shit just offhand. No, I actually did a podcast game like in the second episode all time where I made like that was part of it. Mm. Who's like which one of these songs was number one during the year of your birth? During the month Mon- of your birth. Yeah. Yours is bad. Yeah, it's terrible. I hate that It's a that really song. bad song. I feel like Lionel Richie gets a bum rap. Mm, he seems like a good guy, but his music is, I think, pretty bad. What's his best song? Is it Hello? That's his best known song, but I don't know if that's his best song. Yeah, I don't know. It's probably a Commodore song. <laughs> yeah. But do we even Break know? House? Oh, no, no, She's no, no. a brick <laughs> house. I hate that She's song. She's mighty, mighty. <laughs> that sounds like fucking cameo. That's awful. <laughs> no, I hate that song. Yeah, no. I just don't think I jive with his, uh, his whole thing. I like his daughter, though. She's cool. I like Nicole. Boomcat was the name of this Taron Manning group. Oh. I thought Boomcat was a singer. It was the the name of a group. Go figure. Yeah, word. You're gonna you're gonna slander uh, the god Lionel Richie, but you're gonna give Nicole Brown Richie the Bly. I, I I said I, I think he's fine. I just don't like his music. But and I, yeah, I think he'd like that. I like his daughter. I think he'd be like, okay, fine. I don't care if you like me. I'm glad you like Nicole. Yeah. I think that I think that that's a very dad type of reflex. Like I don't exactly. give a fuck if you like me. Exactly. Just like my progeny. This no, is what I'm working so. on here. Exactly. I think he'd I think he'd enjoy that. Yeah. Nicole's very charming and likable and stuff. She's uh, she's she's a good screen presence. I would say. Even now? Yeah, especially now. No, back then it oh, was like... Oh, especially now. Yeah. What, what has she been up to? I haven't been in the loop. Uh, yeah, she does like... She does appearances and stuff. She's hosted stuff. She had a, her own little show right at the beginning of like when people were starting to do like 15-minute kind of shows on YouTube and stuff. She had one with AOL on the AOL network. Okay, okay. Uh, called I Forget What, but uh, where she would just do stupid stuff, but... Yeah, she's she's very likable. She's she's like silly and stuff, but uh, she has something. Like I wouldn't be surprised if eventually she becomes something in some facet. I think she has. Did you say the AOL network? Yeah. What the fuck is that? I, I didn't even know they had AOL still. Well, I don't. Th- it, it was an online thing. It wasn't like an actual network. You know that's, exactly, I mean? that's exactly it, though. He was a behind-the-scenes guy. He, he, he didn't get any credit. You know, his label folded. 
Um, Bill Withers eventually left his label. And he signed him, like, right before he did Ain't No Sunshine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and... Oh, man, what a fucking dawn. Like, jeez, like, just thinking about it, I get geeked. I'm like, that's fucking amazing. <laughs> Remember Withers just quit music? <laughs> Wasn't that his thing? Didn't he just stop? Any of you know this? I have no idea. I can't even... I don't know about Bill Withers, but I heard about Kev Brown. Did you hear about Kev Brown? Kev Brown quit music and took down all of his music online. He's just like, I'm done. Which uh, which is crazy because... Did you Kev, say why he took it down? Like, I didn't... What uh, does that have to do with it? I didn't further investigate. I mean, oh, okay. I could look it up as we as we talk about it. But is Kev Brown like recent or a long time ago? He would have been a long time ago. Kev Brown's heyday is like the mid to late aughts. Oh, okay, so he is relatively recent. Okay. Yeah, but he's not like he's not he a like rapper? a child. He's forty three. He's a he's a producer and an MC. Oh, okay. I, just, I, just I can relate see. to quitting and taking the music off. <sighs> mm, like why? Like, that just means you don't like it. Because no, if you just, like it, there's no way you're doing that. Yeah, it's just, I'm not I'm not going to feel, I'm still going to be mentally there if my music is still there. I'm going to be conscious of it. I'm going to be, my stats are going to, like, if I take it down, then I can truly move on with my life. I can truly be at peace and move on to something else. I'm, I'm never going to let it go if it's up there. I'm always going to be thinking about stats, it. Stats, basically. The stats, my, my presence, my my my. A legacy, all of that shit. If I really want to move on with my life, I can picture taking it down and like being able to breathe, like getting that fucking shit off of me, man. Yeah, you know. No, I understand that, but it's just to me, you weren't real in that case. Well, kind you of. were doing it for the wrong reasons. Kind of, it didn't mean. Yeah, it, meant- it doesn't mean anything to you. Like you wouldn't do that. He said this when he. Um- when he quit, he sent out a newsletter to his uh, to his Bandcamp subscribers. And he says, Peace, y'all. Just wanted to say thanks for holding me down slash up the past 20 years. At this point in my life, it looks like I'm shutting things down as far as trying to pursue this music thing anymore. Creative-wise, things are great, but I never seem to be able to make a real living from what I love. The business side of things is something I never really got fully a hold of. Even a lot of music I have out right now, I guess money is being accumulated, but I don't think I'm ever going to see it from labels slash streaming services slash things like that. I know some fans just want the music, period, but as an artist out here, it's deeper than just music. I've never had any big records with any artists either. Some stuff would bust, I think, but I have no idea when, if that stuff ever comes out. I plan on finishing up these last few projects with other artists and whatever shows I've agreed to before I came to this decision. Big thanks again for everything. Yeah, I can understand all that. I could understand being disgruntled. I could also understand just being like, hey, it's not even like I don't love it anymore. It's just that I can't make a living off of it. It's like uh, it's like when... I'm going to speak for myself here. It's like when I shut down my MySpace page. Yeah. I, I, did you have that moment of catharsis where you shut down your MySpace page? No, I fucking forgot the password and like and it was, the all these shitty songs were around for <laughs> fucking a decade after I wanted them. Damn. Uh, do you still have a, did you have a sound click? Same fucking thing, man. It's out there with a weird name and I just hope no one ever finds it. Mm.
You had that experience a little bit, I would assume, just by changing the name and like changing projects. That would have given you a little bit of that, but I don't know. Well, I mean, that gave me more of like, like a feeling of renewal. But and you got to like bury something, maybe, or put to no. That's what I mean. It's like okay. I didn't. Okay. Like there's bad stuff, but the good stuff I feel strongly about. And it's kind of like look. It's the same idea with what my records. You know what I mean? If I didn't listen to, if I don't listen to this record anymore, I want someone out there who listens to this record to enjoy this record. So it's like, I just don't see why I, would, I wouldn't take it away. It doesn't mean anything to me anyway. I'm not making money. I'm not like, I'm not pursuing it or anything. It's just there. And if someone wants to listen to it, they can. I just, I wouldn't take it away. Your point in doing it was always to have it be consumed by someone. Yeah, exactly. If I'm quitting, I'm quitting because I'm reaching, like hitting a wall with it not getting enough exposure. That would be literally the reason. So it just, it'd be backwards for me to take it away. But then look at um, look at somebody like Kev Brown. Kev Brown has been in the industry. He's rubbed shoulders with, uh, with giants. You would think that he would have been able to find a way to have a sustainable career in the music industry, but like us, he winds up on the rocks and he just concludes that it's not for him anymore. Yeah. yeah. Well, well I mean, the I, idea behind quitting, I think everyone can really Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. I just don't get the psychology behind, like, removing it. It's kind of like I'm not playing with this toy. Instead of letting the other kids play with it, you bring it back home with you. You know what I mean? It's like, why? Because yeah. it's yours. Yeah, but just you made this music, and there's these people. It, it's a small amount of people, but there's these people who, like, love this Kev Brown shit. And isn't that partly why you made it? It depends on why you made it. Did you make it for it to be heard? No, I mean, either way. Either way. Either way. It's like there's these people that love it, and you're just taking it from them because you can. It doesn't, like, do anything for you to take it. I think it's like the evolution of when Jay-Z would threaten to retire every five years back in the the 90s and the 2000s. It's like um, in in this point of, of the internet forgetting nothing and... Everything being available on demand 24-7, 365. To not be available in these marketplaces is, for some, a statement. For others, simply an unnoticed absence, right? I think that nobody, the marketplace is not going to miss Kev Brown. But I think that Kev Brown fans are going to miss Kev Brown. And they're yeah, going exactly. to notice that Kev Brown is not on any so of the services. It's a little bit of that. It's like, I won't say pettiness, but it is a little bit it of a... It feels a little you petty. You didn't want me, <laughs> so now you can't have me at all. Like... It was like right where people were figuring out that you could do like digital content off YouTube or but that like people didn't have to pay for and you could kind of make short. It was like right. It was like five years ago ish. Well, definitely, I can say this about uh, about Nicole Richie. She's a pioneer in the reality TV space. Her and uh, that show her and is Paris bonkers, Hilton. man. Yeah, that show is yeah, crazy. That's, a, that's the blueprint. It's the template to this day. Did you guys watch that? I've definitely seen episodes, for sure. I didn't watch it, no. I mean, I've definitely seen some of it. Wasn't it, like, was I just charmed because I was a teenage girl, or was it, like, a little bit funny and, like... No, to me it was 
like remarkably Inane? unfunny. Okay, you you could get no enjoyment out of no, it. No, no, no. Okay. It was really it was really awkward. Okay. To there me, was... it felt like such a white thing. Like, oh, like you guys are really gonna pump this up? Yeah. Like you could be this mediocre. Okay. She'll have it. a career. So there's no charm or anything. Not at there all. wasn't anything. Okay. But to be fair, I wasn't paying attention to Nicole Richie. Paris Hilton was annoying as shit. Okay, yeah, Nicole was kind of the thing. Like, she she kind of, le- like, she got more out of that than Paris did. Like, it, it created a, a real platform for her. Like, Paris, people were like, oh, okay, they got a bit annoyed with her, but I don't know. I think it did more for Nicole, but anyways, yeah, I found it. I think Nicole was funny on it. Yeah? Hmm. Not like, ha-ha funny. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, like, because she was a heroin addict before all that and stuff, like, as a teenager. Yeah, yeah. And it was so crazy to me at the time. Like, heroin, it was just, like, the idea that I could be watching this girl on TV and that she'd already done heroin, like, <laughs> done heroin. Yeah, I was, yeah. like, it blew my mind, my suburban mind. I was, like... It was up on shit early. Yeah, yeah. She was, like, a Drew Barrymore. She, like, the idea that Drew Barrymore did cocaine as a little girl and stuff, like... Yeah, we're talking about, like, eight years old. <laughs> Imagine, imagine running around like Studio 54 doing cocaine at like eight years old. It's amazing that she's like who she is now. Like that's like a crash and burn situation. Yeah. What do you think saved her? Uh, I being I think crashing and burning, but just really young. So she went to like she got therapy and how she like sought help early. I guess is probably what did it. Hmm. Because that's a lot to bounce back from, and she's really well adjusted. I mean, it's crazy. Schoolboy Q, speaking of, and touring and stuff, says he's not really going to go on tour anymore. Says he, I fucking, he hates it. I fucking love Schoolboy Q in this day. He's like, he, he cashed out, and he escaped the fucking... The, 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 the dregs of the, of, the, of the real of the real hood. And now he just wants to watch his daughter play soccer. Fucking love him. Good man. Let that man win. Yeah, I mean, I, I respect that he... That he's seen, like... That he's just doing the what he wants to do, and he knows he's going to take a financial hit. And he's like, my mental health and my happiness is more important than, like... People don't... Yeah, they just... You, they go beyond... Yeah. And then they burn out, and then drugs or something, and then it's over. It's like you can't even come back from that shit sometimes. Yeah, no, I agree entirely. So, I mean, there is part of it is that he's not, like, really a rapper, so he doesn't really care that much. You would have to... You've said this before. You would have to expound. On well, I mean, he's liter- he literally started as schoolboy... I mean, Kendrick's hype man. He's a hype man. Then they said, hey, why don't you rap? And he was like... Yeah, I mean, I got this opportunity. I should take advantage of it. And he so you, made the first album. So you're saying maybe he 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 doesn't love it as much. Like, if someone was, a quote-unquote, a real rapper, he would want to tour because he would want to perform these songs. That would be innate in him. No, not necessarily. Okay. I'm just, like, positing that maybe he doesn't really care about the music that much anyway. That's it. But you can relate to, You can understand Not like thinking That the, the lifestyle Is toxic And that it's gonna Turn you into Something that you can't Like he maybe He has a, a propensity For depression Or for like Yeah definitely. So it's like I have to I Take mean, care I, of myself Yeah but I think He's in a position Where 
He doesn't have to opt into any fucking lifestyle. He doesn't want to. No, but touring is just shit. It just takes everyone. It, it messes with like the human brain isn't made for it. You know, it's like it's not the way we're it's not the way we're 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 wired. You he can't tour for three weeks and then. He take, says I'm gonna do short ones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's just yeah, not gonna right. go a year of touring anymore. Like. Yeah, okay. Well, then there you go. He's opting. He's not opting into that part of it. Yeah. He can. Before yeah. humans were became sedentary and started building you know settlements and shit people were nomadic people traveled people stayed on road yeah but not like this this is like this is a bastardization of it and it's the late night it's the first of all just being on and then off that's what apparently freaks people out the most like you're on the adrenaline and then you get home and like it makes you it's just the ups and downs are chaotic it's just it's chaotic. You have to be a really you have to be someone who like meditate. You have to like center yourself. Constantly. I've been on tour. I know what it's like. Yeah. The really like the basics of tour, what it does to you psychologically, getting on and off of it is the same regardless. Uh, top of the hour. Top of the hour. Uh, uh. All right. So you guys know what the deal is. Clearly. Clearly. Oh, we gotta we gotta re up. My man copped the zip of the work. Oh. Here, I'll go first. Are you, are you sitting down, Mike? I'm not going to open until you sit down so you don't feel left out. <laughs> oh, I Thank remember you. that. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. I like when people remember things. He does. You do. I not look like it, but I listen. Is there anyone you'll never forgive? Just nod yes or no. Say no more. Oh, shit. <laughs> I hope the camera got that. I'm Julian McKenzie, co-host of the Scrum Podcast, a sports show I'm doing with my podcasting partner in crime, Tristan Damore, on the UpFord Network. Every week, we analyze something different from the Canadian sports media landscape. Lack of diversity, getting a job in the field, coverage of different sports, and answering some of the harder questions. Through a combination of back-and-forth discussion and high-profile guest interviews, we're aiming to figure out exactly what's up in the world of sports. Find us wherever podcasts are sold. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, Message in a Bottle, Morse Code, Telegram, Singing Telegram, Target, Walgreens, Bird's Nest, Dad's Shed, uh, and a crowded convention center bathroom. I can't hear you. I have headphones on, but there's stuff in there, yeah. So how you doing, Bern? <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, I'm fine. I'm overly, like, uh, on an overall sense, good. I'm just, uh, tired. You have a podcast list? (laughs) (laughs) I have actually been coming across so much stuff, and thinking of screen grabbing it is what I've realized I should screen grab and then make a little tally. Yeah. Because it's always stuff I see, that's it. But then, then I'm also trying to complain. I don't want to, like, just see stuff and complain about it is my thing also. I don't want to turn into that. That's what I do. That's what I use my Twitter for at this stage. Complaining? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I'm just gonna read back some some tweets that I think are uh, are fantastic. So. Um, <laughs> fantastic complaints. Yes, 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 yes. 
For example, yesterday I tweeted, No one cares about your following, your setup, or your opinion on current events. Get to work, slash mind your business. Really what I want to tell people is, shut the fuck up. Just, just shut the fuck up. You're, just, shut the fuck up. But I'm curious about that, because do you also not at the same time like the idea, because I feel like you, I've heard you say a lot that, like, the idea that everyone has a voice, everyone has an opinion, and it's important for people to be able to voice those opinions. Yes, it is. However, I usually like informed opinions, and I like sound opinions, and I like these opinions when expressed by people who people who don't have the credibility issues like I wouldn't go to me for takes on uh, gender issues Okay, so you don't like just the hot take. You don't want to just talk about things. This was this was in relation to three very specific things where, uh, for example, uh, this guy here tweets, I really find it hilarious when people without a passport, or especially those who been to DR and only on resorts, chiming in on how shit is in DR. This is in light of... Uh, yes, the shooting. That's right. That's right. Uh, 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 Poppy Ortiz, right, getting, getting shot in DR. So people are like, oh my God, it's so violent. It's like, bro, you've never been... Pass the fucking all you could drink at Veradero, man. Shut the fuck up. Yes, I don't like when people talk about shit. You know what I mean? Then there was uh, this dude who's uh, who's a writer for Complex, like it means shit, who says, Dear local rappers, quit performing at restaurants, bars for seven other rappers. Quit putting your energy into shooting music videos that get 100 plays. Focus on creating a single record that could go beyond your city and find some good-ass PR. Like word, fam. Like this is you, the culmination of your life's I experience. I unfortunately would agree with that. Wow. <laughs> for the most part. For the most part, yeah. No, man. And fuck the that. crazy part is that he says local rapper. Is he talking about a specific place, or is he just mean like local rapper? He's local rappers. Yeah, so it so everybody who's local who hasn't it pierced on it. But you know what? No, fuck that. Like, keep throwing shit at the wall until something sticks. Like. It's not gonna be. It's not gonna be your fucking PR that's gonna dictate where your record goes. It's going to be the quality of the output, no, 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 and no. you only get no, to that it's, point. It's literally your PR. But it depends no, for me. Doesn't it depend if you're just starting you, out or not? If yeah. you're starting out, then don't only focus on one record and get PR. Do all these shitty shows and exactly. make music videos. If, if you're just starting out, if you're no, in your development phase. What are you talking about? Like you could go. You could literally go making your first song getting it placed on playlists and you that can make your whole fucking career yeah but i'm just saying if you're well i don't okay okay well anyway i mean? would just that is the climate of fucking rap music he's talking about rappers right yeah, obviously that's the climate of rap music you guys think that's not the climate of rap music uh well i think in the last i think in the last eight months less so like i don't think anyone's blowing off off of like one song like that in the same way okay right but Except just a stream Road, of songs like uh, i'm just saying it's not important it really is. It's a global world. It's yeah. the internet. I, I, you got to blow up on the internet. No, I agree. But if you're just starting out, you're just probably not good enough yet. That's all I mean. If you're just starting out and you're not good, you should just stay local and get better. Why does that matter, though? Yeah, because there's lots of people not good. Yeah, like, why does that matter? Okay, no, you're right. I guess. I don't know. It he's matters. talking about making it. That's what he's talking about. He's not talking about being a fucking good artist. 
Yeah, making. I think people are, are way too focused on the local scene. I don't know. How did fucking Lil Nas X make it? He made it because he was a personality that people liked. And he made a catchy song. And he song. knows how to work the internet. He grew up on the fucking internet. That's how he did it. Really good at me. He's like, he's he like, didn't need to get PR because he knows internet PR. That's mm. how he did it. But I don't know. I feel like all of that kind of makes him a good artist. Okay. Well, all right. Then he's a good artist. But uh, fucking Lil Xan isn't. Alright, I'll do mine. Next question. <laughs> Who's the best rapper with big in their name? Oh. Oh shit, man, there's probably so many. Can you can we just name a bunch of big rappers big right now? Pun. Notorious Big. Yeah, Big Mike. Uh, big Sean. L. Big L. Big, big Sean. Biggie? Did anyone say Biggie? Yeah, I'm gonna go Big Papa on this one. Yeah, you're gonna go Papa. Follow up. Who's the best rapper with Lil in their name? Um, Scrappy, Lil Scrappy. Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. There's no it's one. It's definitely Lil Wayne. It's definitely. Oh, Lil I thought we were still naming people. I didn't mean Lil Scrappy. No, this one is. Would you agree? It starts and ends with Lil Wayne. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree for sure. I don't know any of the other Lils, but. Oh, all the new ones are Lil's. But Lil Peep, Lil yeah. Zan. Imagine someone answered Lil Zan. Lil what would you do? If someone said Lil Zan. Yeah, like a guest. Oh, my God. If a guest uh, said Lil Zan is the best. I'd nod politely. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I hit him with a nyay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my turn. When you die, do you A, return to spirit form and fly off to heaven, hell, B, turn back into the prana energy that is the building blocks of the universe. Prana energy? That's what this says? Yeah. Okay. Sounds like something that they should put in my ice cream. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Become reincarnated as another person slash animal slash plant. D, lose consciousness and disappear forever. Uh, I'm going to say like a, a take on B, which is turn back into the prana energy that is the building blocks of the universe. And... It's just okay. Prana's throwing me off a little bit just because I don't know much about it, so I wouldn't yeah. want to, like... I mean, I know a little, but not enough to repeat. That's it. So I'm not going to, like... I'm not going to lay on that, but I do think that... I do believe that it's just a cyclical kind of nature and that, yes, we, like... Like, the only thing that makes me not scared to die is the idea that it is a cycle and that, like, the body is meant to just decompose and then feed the, like, trees and the vegetation and maybe yeah, some yeah, animals dude. walking by. That's exactly what I was going to say. I'm going to riff off of that. I'm going to say, just put me in the dirt and I'm going to grow up to be a prana plant. Yeah, I just want to, like, I just want to feed nature. I just want to go back into nature and, like, benefit something. Mm-hmm. With that, so I don't know. I think my soul will just—I don't know if I'll be a consciousness or Britain ever again, or or I don't—I don't really believe in reincarnation. I can't. That's not the way like my mind works. I don't think of it that way. But I do just think of it like a a beautiful cyclical thing. Okay, that's all. Yeah. I think I figured out what happens when you die. What happens? Yeah, I think it's just. When you die, your brain keeps going a little bit after. This Perhaps is a fact? Th- this is a fact. Okay. Scientific fact. I don't remember how much time. 21 seconds? 21 seconds. I don't know. But it sounds fucking good. Go ahead. So, by the same principles as when you sleep, 
when you're sleeping, you do not have a sense of time. There's been people who lucid dreamed and have went years in a dream state to like wake up the next morning. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they can feel like forever. It's your point. I okay. think it's generally the same thing. You die, you go into a coma sleep state, and for eternity, depending on your state when you died, you go to like a personal heaven or a personal hell. And all that means is that you have a fucking nightmare for the rest of eternity. Or, you know, you have a good dream. You know what? It kind of matches up with my theory on what happens after you die because I believe in the idea of a multiverse. I believe in the idea of parallel universes and uh, parallel timelines. I think that there's a way for us to travel from one to the other. And I believe that life and death are the exact moments where you transcend one dimension into the next quite simply and yeah, that sounds uh, right you know and then they try to they try to explain it to the people by using white jesus so it's almost like reincarnation in that you're reincarnated into a different not a different animal or pert but you're into a different state into a different timeline essentially mm-hmm. but what but form are you, always you end up the same person yeah yeah no are you always britain are you always schmings i don't know and do you have the same body and experience and in know? my case i sure fucking hope not Really, you'd like a do-over? I, I definitely, I could, I could use, a, I could use like a solid five feet, like, like five inches. <laughs> okay, five feet is a lot. <laughs> yeah, just to make up for this, for this one. <laughs> Little peep. I don't know. I'd never listened to him, but he's terrible. I think people still, yeah, they put way too much focus on the local scene and your need to, to garner a, a fan base a, that you can then. I don't think that that... Well, it's like... That helps if you live in, like, three cities in the fucking world. Then, like, your local shows are actually good shows. Yeah. Everywhere else. If you're from fucking Idaho, what is doing some fucking local shows going to do for you? You know what I mean? Like It's going to develop your stage presence. It's going it, it, to... who it's, cares? What does that matter? People don't care about stage presence anymore either. That's not yeah. true. You're rapping over your track. You don't even got to know your words. It's true. People people rap over their own voices. Like, like they don't even, like... Not stage mixes. The actual track. The actual track. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're, they're streaming it off Spotify while they're on stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The shit is playing off of their phone. That's smart, like, though, because you're making money at the same time. Well, you know, <laughs> That's doubling your income. Yeah. It was really smart is having it play on the on another phone in the background on loop, and yeah, then it's, you're just yeah. you're just farming your own <laughs> shit. It's bullshit. That's trash. Fuck that. No, every artist needs to do all the fucking local shows in front of nobody who gives a shit. Of, like people that don't care about him. You need that. You need to develop that type of grit because if you never experience that and you go viral off of a hit but you're completely green and you're light in the ass by the time that you actually have to hit the big stage, how on earth are you going to deal? The thing that we lost when we ended up gaining the world is that we lost artist development. That used to be a, a whole department in the music industry. They gave that's you... That's the thing. Well, yeah, these it, people are going to last. They give though, you... That's no, the thing. Fine, but... It's but, just you're part of the artist development. It's like now you hear these artists at the very beginning and then five years later they're different artists because you watch their artist but development. But that's just not how it works because when people would come out they were fully formed. 
They had the media training. They already knew how to conduct an interview. They already knew how to speak in public. You don't have that anymore. They knew how to dance. They knew how to. They knew how to move. They knew how to sit. They like. They know how to when to when to listen and when to speak. And that only comes with development. That only comes with being corralled and having experience. So when you don't have the department anymore, the only thing that you have left at that point is your local scene and developing that way, developing through sheer experience by doing bullshit records, by doing bullshit shows. I get that, like, what does it matter in, like, in the, the era that we're in where all you need is a hot video and a, and a, and a song that goes viral, a dance and a meme yeah, and shit. Yeah, but you might be thinking of two different arts. You're thinking of this is someone who's performing on stage. You're not thinking of the recording arts. These kids are sitting there and they're making songs over and over and over and over. They're like getting better at making fucking music. Mm. They're not out there fucking performing it, but like performing it doesn't help you get better at making it. They're getting more practice than like other rappers ever fucking did. That's true. But they lose a certain element that um yeah they're shitty on stage they're shitty on stage but, they're, <laughs> they're, no, on but stage. it's not they're not just shitty on stage they're shitty in real life and that's the yeah, thing definitely like, we had we had battles like we had like 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 street shit you know what i mean like it, it, it made it checked you it made you move a certain way it made you be able to like manifest in a certain way that the the bedroom dwellers don't get but that's everything. That's beyond rap. That's everyone. All these, like, there's a, these people are so much cooler on the internet. And then you meet them in real life and they're like, they can't look you in the eye. They can't speak. Like, they can't. They're just like, they're, they're shells of their internet selves. That's not just rappers. That's like a whole generation. That's a man. generation. Yeah. yeah like, that's I humanity. Keep meeting these kids and I know I've seen on Instagram, they have like these popping Instagrams and they're like, they're taking these like, pictures and they look hot in their pictures and they're like um, girls I guess I'm speaking and then meet them in real lives and they're like just these little like bunny rat like they're just these little shy girls that like are really uncomfortable and their hair is a little frizzy and it's like their angles aren't the same angles as they were on Instagram they're just like little girls it's weird it's like oh this is very off-putting like you were like a fully on the internet you're like popping and shit and like it's not like that in real life it's weird it's a lie. It's a facade. Yeah, yeah. 100%. But it is what it is. Like I, yeah, no. that's it. Fuck that shit is what I'm saying. And I, 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 I tweet, I, I, I tweet mean, quoted man, and I told him, man, shut the fuck up. That and and then I seen this other dude. Philosophically, who's, I agree, but like, practically, technically, practically, yeah. he's 100 percent right. And then I seen this other dude who's uh, who posts a, a photo of a of a dude in a in a in a in a in a in a basement studio, like like a really like. Like shit set up. Oh yeah, and I saw this like, one. This one's annoying. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, man's like, uh, uh, I'm in the studio. Like, like, like this, this, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Like, people need that shit. People need to have that type of ingenuity. One of my, um, one of my favorite things, and uh, I think, I think T Pain is a is an '84. He might be the goat of the '84s. He might be. He might, he might be. I'm not sure if he's actually 84. Well, he might I'm, be 85. A, I'm, I'm definitely the goat, but T Pain would definitely. <laughs> be. Be, I can't see anyone else being number two. Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, shit. After the last episode where where Britain and I were wearing our fake glasses, you might as well wear some real glasses. <laughs> Show us how it's done. I like that moment. That was funny. It really was. Yeah. yeah. I like every episode gives me one chuckle like i get every episode 
I like get a good chuckle at least once, and I enjoy that chuckle. Oh, yeah, As I'm listening back, I mean. We're wildly entertaining. <laughs> Is it weird writing the descriptions now? Yeah. Since you're actually on it. Yeah, I always have to remember to write they instead of we. Mm. That's one. That's one pickle. That's it. That's uh, the worst part. No, I mean it used to be fun to write the descriptions just because I had no idea what was happening. So like it was fun to like. Mm. Now it's like. It's less fun to listen when you're on it than when you're not because it's your second time experiencing it. Not because it's no, it's true. I mean, it's the same for me. Editing it like over and over. By the time I got the final fucking podcast, I don't want to listen to that shit. If I were you, I don't. I I'm I have a hard time being objective about things that I'm involved in already. If I were you, listening to it that much and editing it, I would have no fucking clue if I liked it or not. I'd be asking people. I'd be like, "Is it any fucking good? Can you tell me?" Like, I don't know. I don't know. I've listened to it a million times. I have no. I I would hate that. Yeah. I don't know. That's not really me. No. Isn't it hard? People don't find... You guys don't find it hard to be objective about your own things? Things that you're involved in, at least? Well, I'm, I'm, a, bit of a, I'm a bit of a masochist, and um, I'm also a little bit self-loathing, and that makes me really hard on myself. So whenever I try to do something, I'm, I'm just like, this isn't good enough. Because I, I know, like, we all got into this because we have a certain sense for things and it's only after you learn it's only after you have that 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 eureka moment where i grasp this i master this i can do this in my sleep that you can that you really become like unwavering in 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 your in your confidence in your in your shit but until you reach that point you're always gonna have that doubt of well what what is this is this even good i'm gonna ask everybody and everybody around you is just gonna yes you to death because that's just how people are yeah, yeah, they will. Yes, you did. Well, will they at this point? Yeah, probably. Definitely. Me it's always your own people. Go ahead. Yeah, me personally, I just got it down to at this point, everything is just a yes or a no. It's really that's fucking simple. It's like I, I do something, or I listen to something, and it's like either yes or no. But are you saying yes? Because I think there's just a difference between yes, this is what I'm going for, and no, this is not what I'm going for, or yes, I like it, and no, I don't like it, and yes, it's good, versus I can do yes, I like it, yes, it's what I'm going for. I can't. I, I struggle with yes, it's objectively good or not. And I sometimes if I like it, I don't care if other people like it. That's not even... It's, so it's not the will other people like it that I struggle with, because usually I don't care if I like it, but it's more is it any good, like is it... But maybe there is no objective good or not, so I don't know. Of course there is. No, but I, that's it. Like, I believe in an objective yeah. good, and I believe in my ability to spot it. Okay, well, okay, like whether, I don't. Whether I for could, myself, yeah. Whether I could even execute it or not is, like, beyond it. It's like, yeah. I know I can see it or hear it when I hear it. Okay. I just trust my taste. I do when it's not my own stuff. When it's my own stuff, I, I, I'm, 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 noto- I'm notoriously bad at judging myself. Like yeah, I, yeah. I'm dysmorphic like, yeah. in every sense <laughs> of myself. So I have no fucking clue. I just know if I like something, that's all. That's the only thing I can yeah. judge. I no, I'm like markings. This is like I will judge harsher on myself. Like nothing's really gonna get through that I feel like halfway about. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's only like it's only when you have that moment of like, wow, I this is absolute brilliance. If I were toe to toe with the Jiggerman, he would look at me some kind of way. Like it's only when when you when you when you feel those moments where you're just like, okay, now I'm onto something. But like I could say objectively, Britain, that you're great on the show. 
I could oh. say that you're that you're that you're highly entertaining, go. and you're one of the you're one of the the, the draws to this show. I, I could look at it from a, an objective lens, especially like the landscape and the way that women increasingly want to see other women represented in these things. That you're in this podcast space and that you're doing well for yourself, people are going to be drawn to it. It's good. It's great. Keep it up. Thanks. Ladies liked me at first. I got a couple of, of positive lady reactions, and then then what? Well, I just haven't gotten any reactions. Oh, so, but okay. that's okay. I don't need reactions. But thanks, markings. <laughs> Okay. I'm saying. That's beautiful. <laughs> this is a team building session. Yeah. You're welcome, ladies, for representing you so well. Holding it down. Yeah. Go and start your own show, ladies. We want to hear from you. What's good? Huh? I, I probably won't listen. But. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> or are we kidding? I don't know. I'll listen to it once. So he posted a photo of his original setup on which he recorded buy you a drink and all that shit. And it was a, a fucking tower PC yeah, of course. with like two like catheter like screens like yeah, yeah. in a in a in a in a case that like was like a wood case that was built by hand. Like a like like it was just it just looks like some DIY yeah. ass shit. That's a two thousand setup right there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Especially like, T Pain, yeah. I mean Tallahassee, like what the fuck we He's a bedroom producer. Yeah. 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 No for sure. But he just had the scummiest setup and he just you know, he, he revolutionized the, 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 the music game from that. So so that dude needs to shut the fuck up. And that all of that led to my tweet. Like, nobody gives a fuck about your opinion on current events. Nobody cares about your unsolicited advice. Shut the fuck up. Mind your business and get to work. That picture one is, like, different, though. That's just, like, trying to make fun of something that you don't. You don't even know how it works. Yeah, like, you don't even, you have no context for this. All the people starting out who have, like, the best setups are the worst. They're people who just, like, threw money at a problem. Like, they're not people who are serious about what they're doing. Like, they just wanted, like, they're just like flossing for their shitty friends and like booking time in a studio they can't afford. Well, I mean, even like to speak of the era that that picture is from and that era, your setup either looked like that or you were paying to go to studios. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Like exactly. there was no in between. <laughs> no, of course not. You couldn't have a nice setup at home. It was... Oh. No, you couldn't. You couldn't. The, 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 com- the computer that you needed for that, the sound card that you needed for that, the room that you needed for that, the microphone yeah. that you needed for that, there was no way. It's crazy that nowadays, now that it's like easier than ever to record relatively well at home, like I see people record in studios more than even I did like back like 10 years ago when you were recording. No, you just didn't see pictures back No, then. of course, of course. Everyone was, re- but I just mean like, I don't understand all these people are recording in studios. It's like, get your, like I Stupid. just saw Kelly Technus finally like say she bought herself a microphone and she's going to start recording at home. It's like, yeah, I mean, I, it's like, stupid. Like, what you are don't people need doing? anything. You yeah. don't need anything like to have a quality all, recording. All this expensive time at, like, Cult Nation and Apollo Studios and stuff. Not, I'm not trying to, like, fuck up their shit getting people to go record there. But, uh, yeah, it's, like, it's just weird. The most, the easiest it's ever been, and the le- it feels like people are barely recording themselves. There are levels to this shit, you know, like... 
even me in 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 trying my hand at recording like i'm a i'm a doofus when it comes to like the 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 technical aspect of it i don't know how to mix i don't know how to do See, any that's of that shit. what it is it's like this is beyond the equipment this is mm-hmm. there's still a lot of music there, making fucking myths yeah. out there there are gaps in people's knowledge that can only be filled by having a trained professional no there aren't it's very fucking simple is my point like recording vocals is such a fucking simple thing and you don't need anything you don't need boots you don't need like it's all a myth like it's a myth the biggest songs nowadays are recorded in a hotel room you know what mm, i mean that's true or they're is. recorded in the studio and they're like not in the control room sitting beside the fucking engineer like breathing all hard beside him <laughs> Half of the people who record themselves then end up going to re-record it. Well, in which case, fine. But at least get the fucking shit down yourself. Like, don't waste on the fucking... I understand if you want to go get the final track lead. Like, I don't know. Who am I to say? I don't know. It's just ridiculous to me. It's like, think of the classic songs in, like, all of music. And, like, in 2019, the worst setup is technically better than that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's classic songs that sound like shit. Like, you don't need... Like, there's... It's like the search for something. Like, they're trying to find a quality level that'll make them feel like... They're real. This makes me professional. Yeah, professional. That's it. I'm not an amateur. There's there's not a quality level that makes you professional in like a technical aspect that's not the way it works but there is that's why there's mastering that's why we have mastering and exactly mastering fixes so much fucking shit but mastering just makes it sound good but it's not yeah no like it uh, it's a world of difference it's a, it, it separates huge the, difference yeah it separates the pretenders from the real deal Holyfield like they, look, look no further than the JT Soul episode like he played something that was mastered. I played something that was unmastered and unmixed. You could tell the the the, the world of difference. Even though my joint is supposed to bang, you know what I mean. It it just didn't bang because it was not treated. Have you wrote to that beat yet? No. Can I buy that beat off you? I'm working on it. What? No. <laughs> it's mine. Yeah, that was. It. You you knew it was never gonna. I was just taking a stab at you it. Know, I liked fair. it. You like it? Was it? A good I like beat it. Though, yeah. I, I'm glad that you like it. You don't think he's nice, or you don't think he's good? I don't think he's nice. He, I, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, he might be like decent, but I don't think he's like nice. Hmm. He might like do the right thing in situations, but <laughs> do the right thing. Do you watch fucking what's it called? Uh, just gotta have it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you watch it? Yeah. Um, first of all, I think that uh, Spike Lee has uh, thinks he knows Latinos. No. Oh, I'd um, be willing to. Spike Lee pause thinks it. he knows a lot of things. Spike Lee really does. He yeah. really, really does. Um, but yeah, um, it's corny, but I can't not watch it. Yeah, but but you agree that it's like it's obviously the worst thing like ever. It's like it's like horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's beyond corny. It's really bad. Yeah, corny is like very yeah. But it, I understand like it's it's enjoyably bad. Like you can watch it. It's it's just it's Spike like millennial Spike Lee fucking sucks. Yeah. But it's not Spike's fault. It's the oh, it's era. It's the era for who he's telling stories to. Because OG, she's got to have it. Is a it's fantastic it's a beautiful piece of work but the series 
sucks major donkey dick, but it's also like peak zeitgeist shit. He wrote it, man. He well, that wrote first episode, it, the first episode of, second, of season two, which is one the, of the worst <laughs> written things I've ever like seen in my life. That performance once they go he on stage, it. it's like. Yeah, no, it's crazy. But I don't know if you can be Spike Lee in the 90s without being Spike Lee in the 2010s like this. Like, I don't know if you can be so, so, on, like, so part of the, like you said, zeitgeist. Like, he was so relevant. He was super relevant. Relevant isn't even the word. It was beyond relevant. He was, like, he was it. He was, like, he imbued the fucking culture at that time. Like, it was, no, he, he did breathed it. He did it. not. He did no. not. He was the one person that white Hollywood decided could be make movies I don't mean like he imbued it like he re- I don't mean like I mean he himself like the way he saw himself yeah. I don't mean like in reality yeah, yeah. I just mean like to be that concerned with like I don't think you can I don't know to take yourself that make yourself that culturally yeah relevant I guess it's relevant I guess but yeah he was I guess what would that be fair is that a mean thing is that too far to say he was white people's gateway into black culture in the because he was important to black people, Are you people saying too? that Spike Lee is Which the India Ari <laughs> yeah. of, of black cinema? John Legend. But he mattered wow. to black people also. Say what? He mattered to black people in the 90s. Yeah, I mean, to a certain extent. Only to a certain extent? No, I don't know. I, I can't fucking, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, well, okay. What am I going to say about it? Because you're too young? Yeah, yeah. exactly. I wasn't yeah, there. Exactly, no. Okay, fair enough. Then who knows? I'm Tom. I'm Will. And we're the hosts of Blasting Off Again, a new Pokemon podcast brought to you by the Upford Network. We've decided to take on the task of watching through every episode of Pokemon, providing live commentary and in-depth analysis of everyone's favorite 90s dogfighting cartoon. We're tackling the hard-hitting issues. Is Brock racist? Was coughing the first ever suicide bomber? What are the environmental implications of using Pikachu to power a building? Will Misty ever get her pipe out? Find out the answer to all these questions and more on Blasting Off Again. Available on the Upford Network, iTunes, and wherever you get your podcasts. We're, We're blasting, blasting off again. again. Yeah, you. By, by the time we came around, like he was already like getting criticized for selling out as uh, Jackie Brown and shit like that. That's when he came onto my radar. No, Jackie Brown is Quentin Tarantino. Uh, he did the Eleventh Hour. Clockers. That's a '90s Spike Lee. What is most of his big things in the eighties? Because I saw Crooklyn, but I was late. He made his rap in the eighties. Oh shit! That's why he's so like old feeling. His like references. Yeah, he's late eighties. I saw Crooklyn like way later, and it was really good. I think it's hilarious that I mixed up Spike Lee and Quentin Tarantino. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder what Spike Lee movie you were thinking of instead of Jackie Brown. Did he? I don't think he never did anything that could that, like that, black exploitation. Like black exploitation, exactly. He never did anything. I'm like trying that, to think. I mean, Crooklyn was '70s, so I mean, it kind of looks like it, but not really. Do they hate is, each is, other or love to hate each other? Is it no, like they a hate, like frenemy Spike, or Spike, enemy? Spike Lee hates okay, Quentin Tarantino. It's real. It's oh, not. Yeah. It's not frenemy. Oh yeah, no, no, okay. no, no, no. He, he doesn't. I mean, for a dude who like who, like, extols a certain type of blackness that Spike Lee does, Quentin Tarantino's, like, the worst thing. Just because the N-word or beyond that? Well, yeah, that this, like, liberal fucking white guy who feels like he's above, like, 
adhering to those kind of rules and stuff and the fact that black people like them yeah. makes it even fucking worse but that's the thing is like <laughs> oh you think because a couple of us like you that you know us then and, and that's where like that's where a Spike Lee will take offense to a Quentin Tarantino it's like like don't think that you know what you're talking about yeah like you got way too comfortable uh, yeah yeah because yeah like a few people gave you some like yeah yeah but they're, but you know, they, they're destined to hate each other because they're so similar. Can we say also that Quentin Tarantino is more talented than Spike Lee? Extremely. I'm not a Spike Lee fan, though. So. Yeah. So that would also be annoying that this guy that is also like. I don't know if Spike Lee would think Quentin Tarantino is better than him. I don't know if talented is the right word because what are we talking about here? More talented writer, more talented director, more talented producer of films. What are we just talking filmmaker. about? Filmmaker, like just maker. The more talented of films. filmmaker. His films are better. And I put Quentin Tarantino at pretty much like number one in all those categories. The only thing I would knock him on is that Spike Lee is probably a more original filmmaker yeah because quentin has this whole it's reference just a lot of thing reference yeah. but they both do they both make movies they're both movie lovers and they make movies for fellow movie lovers who are like them but is is spike lee riffing or ever homaging at least in his classics not that they i'm all, aware of yeah i wonder if anyone had if you that seems like all pretty like original content yeah oc yeah exactly Orange County. Yeah. No original content. Like I, I, I played you my shit, and you were like, and when you asked me, like, how serious are you about this? Like, I didn't, I didn't quite know how to, how to, how to handle that. Like, do, do, do you think it's, do you think I'm not being serious? No, I just mean, it affects the way I speak to you about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because because I'm because I'm very serious about it. Like I, I think I think that like having heard what I what I showed you, like you you could tell that I'm that I'm really serious about it. Yeah, well, I meant more in like how seriously are you taking the pursuit of it? You know what I mean? Serious enough, like serious enough to put like money down and to like pay for for professionals. I I like, I I took uh, I got I got followed by Steve Sola, nobody. He's the guy who mixed Mob Deep, uh, the infamous Hell on Earth, uh, a whole bunch of other things. Like and uh, and yeah, I'm I'm on his radar for some reason or another. And uh, I'll I'll definitely hit him up to have him listen to my music and give me a reference mix. Yeah. Fuck yeah. See fucking Sola. He's he he understands certain things that I don't. So I yeah, will trust. I will pay. I will pay his rate and 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 listen to his advice. What do you think his rate is? Oh, he, he has it up. It's a hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. This is for, for mixing. For mixing. Yeah. What's his mastering? Uh, I think it's uh, seventy-five. I'll show you the website. Yeah, but you know, like there, there's a there's a value to it. I'm really glad that you like that shit. Like that, that, that people like that shit. I've, the, the people that like it's it's one of those things. Why what? didn't you run into it? Um, because it's uh, it's a it's an imposing task for Ooh, me to. Yeah. Uh, um, to update the flow, and 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 make it dope. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I'm like it, it's like it's like I've been working my whole career to get to this point. All of these things that I've been doing and everything is finally coming coming to fruition. You know this uh, the 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 shit the extracurricular shit that I gave up rap for is 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 about to stand on its own legs pretty soon, which is gonna allow me 
a moment for me to step away and be egotistical and, and do my own thing. You know what I mean? And in me wanting to do my own thing, I want it to be received. And I also want it to be respected by my peers and by, by, by people whose, whose opinion means something to me. You know what I mean? And I don't mean that shit on some, like, true school cornball shit. It's just, I just want shit to be dope. I want it to be the best that it could be because I'm only mm. doing this once. Okay, yeah. So, the like, the crushing weight of expectation. That's, what's, that's why you're not writing to it? Yeah. Just stressing you out? That and uh, that and just not being able to take the time to, like, or yeah. when I do take the time to write bars, the bars that come out are kind of just shit. So I'm just kind of like, uh, I need to, I need to get into the groove of it, of it again. Like, when I, when I think back to the last time that I did an album, like, a lot of shit came together in the last two weeks. Okay, and like yeah, one yeah. and one session where I uh, I had my friend's apartment I and I just smoked a bunch of hash and I wrote five songs. <laughs> yeah, I forgot you told us that. Uh, well, I mean, if it gets too hard, I'll buy that beat from you. <laughs> so mean. Get a get a production credit on a really dope song. Yeah. You're a monster. Why aren't you finishing your stuff, Mike? How is your you project coming along? No, I'm gonna finish Do-do. it. I'm like uh, just finishing a bunch of episodes so I could have some time to like really get in there. You know what I mean? And then you guys did not respond when I played that shit originally. It was just like, yeah, it's cool. Oh, I didn't respond to anyone's stuff. That shit makes me. I'm not even gonna. Yeah, but no, I don't it was a really good beat. Yeah, why respond. don't? I don't know why he doesn't respond. I don't respond because who am I to respond? But I don't know. I don't like. I'm not. Uh, I like to digest things. For, you know what I mean? I don't just wanna something yeah you know yeah that was uh that was that's one of my um that that beat is one of my favorite musical moments like of, of of all time and i just i did very little in 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 the grand scheme of things like i hardly touched it i just brought the material and was like this is what we're gonna use do this do this do this do this yeah and he did and then he and then and then the rest of it is all low focus like all of that like all of the work is him yeah like he's a dawn he's a dawn he's a he's a he's a he's a he's a young goat Can you roll just like an herb cigarette, Mike? Yeah, of course. That has weed in it, obviously. This does, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So does that mean you'll have something to show for it at the end of the process? Oh, yeah, yeah. You're coming out with a finished song, at least? Ooh, I see, I think, more than than one song. Okay. I mean, I already have, like, two songs. Finished? Pretty much. You always say pretty much. I don't think you... I think you're struggling finishing, like, being like it's done. No, there's different kinds of not finished. There's, like, not mixed. There's maybe I need to put some final flourishes on it. You know what I mean? There's maybe I haven't really fleshed out the beat, but all the vocals are there. Uh, When I say pretty much, that means all the vocals are there. That's the hardest part. Vocals are the hardest part. Yeah. Vocals is one hundred percent of the hardest part is hands down writing, because because music music when you have the the access to musicians or the uh, or to to composers then it, it comes it comes and even when you're when you're in front of the machine you could you could bleep bloop your way into a moment you know what I mean but writing is so hard. Yeah, I just mean like. There's nothing instrumentally you could do that is as vulnerable as 
putting yeah. vocals on top. Like you of can it. be in an awful mood and you can bleep bloop like you said. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like basically. If you're not feeling it, right? A band can be super fucking dope, but yeah. if the singer sucks, the band sucks. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure. Attitude. I love my pussy, that means I got catitude. If you don't feel what I'm saying, I don't fuck with you. If you don't feel what I'm saying, I'm catitude. 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 And then at one point she goes, meow, I got catitude. And Mike just does that around the house now, and it's like, it's pretty funny. Don't you, Mike? It's terrible. On her new album, she has a Sway Lee song. That's mm. pretty good. And literally all she does is she throws background vocals on the hook, and it's like, a Sway Lee song. Are you sure she never comes in? She never comes in. <laughs> she just does backgrounds. It's probably the best Miley Cyrus song. <laughs> it's pretty good. I, it it's sounds phenomenal. Sway Lee. Like, it's like a Sway Lee on the ad libs. I'd bump that. It was on production. Uh, Mike Will. Mm, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> delicious. Yeah. Mike, admit that you say meow. I got catitude at home. Admit it. <laughs> what do you do? That I've said it. You said yeah, it. Of course, I you said say it. it. Like, you say it. Not you said it. You say it. But When's say the last it? time I said it? Well, you've said it multiple times. When's the last time I said it? <laughs> I don't know. Did today? You say it in front of a no, not today. Do you, no. do, you like, do you, like, hype yourself up to, like, to start your day? Meow, I got catitude. <laughs> no, no. It, yeah. was, it was funny jokes. And it now was... she brought it up and made it weird. It was funny. But at the time, it was just funny jokes. <laughs> no, it sounds fucking hilarious to me. Now he's like, never gonna do it again. It sounds like some I was shit that I would do. Never with my gonna girl do it again. Her. Her. Like, yeah, it's, just keep. Like, I hope you keep doing it. We've entered a relationship issue. This is like something I did maybe twice, okay. once. Okay. And now it's something that I all the no, time. No, I said do. you've done it. No, that'd be weird. Of course. Imagine if you did it all the time. That would be weird. Oh, you said I did just a second ago. Okay, I meant you've done it. You did it like in three different occasions. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. I appreciated each one. I definitely understand what's going on here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, relationship. It's great, isn't it? Exaggeration. Is that what it is? It's just exaggeration. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. It's just hyperbole. You're just a victim yeah, yeah. of your own hyperbolic way of expressing yourself. And it's cool. Just you know. Just keep my name out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep my name. Just don't make me out to be a weirdo. Yeah. I forget that people, like, for me, like, I forget that people care about certain things. I don't know. Maybe it's a lady dude No, but see, now you're restructuring No, that you're being sensitive. Yeah, no, no, exactly. No, 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 no. No, that's not what I mean at so all. So what does that have to do with your exaggeration? No, you're absolutely right. I just mean, like, well, we all have our own things that we just, you know. But it's, I'm not saying you're being sensitive and that oh, no, I would no, have no, been no, able no. to take it. I just mean, like, yeah, yeah. I forget that certain things people just, yeah, you know, no. you just don't like to be associated. Okay, exaggeration, no, period. Yeah. Nobody okay, wants fine. to be made out to be crazy. It's like, don't make but me is that out what to that be is? crazy. I, it kind of is. It's, I don't like being... Well, I just don't like things that aren't you don't, true. Oh, misrepresented for yeah, you. You don't like being misrepresented. Okay, yeah. but yeah, you don't. It's true. No, I don't. That's all that is. Okay, mm-hmm. fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. 
So it's not a crazy thing. It's a misrepresented thing in your yeah, case. 100%. Yeah, 100%. But that's the thing is that in the misrepresentation, you're made out to be crazy. Not necessarily as it concerns this particular situation. Y'all can hash that out when the mics are off. <laughs> like overall, like in in, yeah. in relationships, like when you're when you're committed and like you get you you get caught in like like people are you know humans are a proud bunch and we get we get caught in 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 being incapable or waiting to be called out on our shit behavior. And sometimes that call out doesn't come, but then when it comes, you want to act like you, like like you didn't have it coming to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, there's been uh, yeah, there's been called out on stuff in relationships, which is tough because it's just there's someone. Yeah, if you're a solo, there's no one really watching you in the same way, and you're not as accountable to other people. Exactly, you're not accountable. You have nothing to lose, so you act a fool. Yeah, that's it. So there's that element, and then there's true. Then there's, but what if you're misrepresented, Mike, to be overly positive? You still don't like it? No. You I still don't like it? it? No, even I if don't it's like it at all. painting you in an over. No, no, no. You just don't want to be misrepresented at all? No, because then even then, now this is some perception that I'm supposed to live up to. Okay. And then when I don't, then suddenly I'm doing something negative or something. Okay. It's like, yeah, no, that's not me. Shit, just. Yeah. So it's just perception. Okay, so it's just, yeah, just across the board. Okay, I get it. Yeah, pretty much. It's just so easy. Just keep it a stack. But then there's a whole idea of a stack. Then there's perception being reality, and someone can perceive you a certain way, and you don't perceive yourself a certain way, and that's a whole other thing, though. Well. You guys have this summer to get your acts together. It's true. Or else I don't know what happens, but <laughs> something. Well, no, I'm. Uh, I I I I want to have this out by by at least digitally by year end. That's it. So you're not aiming for summer, obviously, but 2019 is your thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 2020 is my thing, and uh, I want it to be out in 2019 so that I can service it in 2020. And then. I can leave that shit the fuck alone and move on with my life. Like, what's his face? Kevin. Like, Kev Brown. Kev Brown. But I'm going to leave it on there. I'm, of course I'm, you're going to leave it on there. <laughs> leave it on there. I'm, 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 of course. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving it all out there. I'm, I'm giving it my very best shot. This is like the culmination of 15 years of, of, of life kicking my ass and me saying, fuck you, watch this. Maybe I'll have a, a chance to do it again, but I am... Primarily doing it for myself with no expectation of it turning into a career because I know that it's not going to be my career because I know that I, I'm not going to be 50 years old living off of this, but I am going to make a, a cultural statement and, uh, and leave it there for anybody who's curious to see what on earth that was like. I think that my audience is not here on this planet yet and uh, that's fine. Man, my advice would be forget about the shows. Just get PR. <laughs> forget, yeah, Make exactly. one song. Get PR. Exactly. Good ass PR. Focus on making one hit. Zero shows. No, but I'm curious to see how you develop the solo vision because you know, like, being a soloist doesn't exclude collaboration. It doesn't exclude featurings. You know what I mean? And like, the collection of uh, of of music that you end up assembling. You don't need to have this unless you know you're you're having an Eminem moment where you want to produce everything and have it suck. Uh, no, I'm fucking a really good producer, but <laughs> uh, 
No, I just been doing that forever, man. I want someone else's rhythm. I have my own personal rhythm that I like my own groove to it. Like I, that's all I've ever fucking worked on. Like I've almost never rapped on anything else. Yeah, that is crazy. Unless it was like live or something. How so? How how so? Have you have you ever have you ever rapped on anything from an established name? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like in freestyles and shit. Like industry beats, but nobody that like you worked with that. No, 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 self-producing entire fucking time. Entire time, self-produced. That's impressive. Complete opposite. Complete opposite. Like I had no production skills whatsoever when I was running around. Everything was just me developing relationships and mongering beats. Yeah, yeah. That's just such a different way of going about it. Yeah, like, and it makes you, but it builds relationships. That's why part of the reason you were so isolated is because no, you did I'm everything by I, yourself. No, you're isolated for different reasons. Yeah. I just but like part of the reason. At the very beginning, I remember, like, it was like, where do you get beats? And then we paid, like, 250 for a beat. And was then, a lot back, like, yeah, back yeah. Then. and I remember having this beat and then having trouble writing to the beat. And then we made a shitty song on this beat and then we never used it. And it was like, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> this is horrible. Yeah, yeah, it was like, let's try to make our own fucking beats. Well, I, you said it, you said it best earlier. It's a dysmorphia, right? So you might have like relationship dysmorphia or like, you know, your own personal dysmorphias to, that you have to, you have to deal with. Like I have to do a lot of deconditioning and deprogramming in my own relationship because the world was really cruel to me and it made me think that I was something that I'm not, you know what I mean? And like to, to, to even dare to think like, Hey, maybe you know, who knows, maybe I'm not a fucking goblin troll after all, you know what I mean? Like, just little things like that, it takes, it takes work and it takes, it takes a partner to, to be able to kind of give you a gauge of things when you don't have that gauge already set for yourself. Yeah, and it's weird because your partner won't even see you that way so they don't even know that you see yourself that way so it's like they're like wait what are you talking about like what are we dealing with here like what's the issue it can be you can have such crazy thoughts about yourself that the other person wouldn't even ever think because then they don't even know that they're dealing with that because they're like what the fuck are you talking about that's a crazy thing well you made it up so or someone made it up for you yeah that's it that's it but uh, yeah, so it can be tricky in all sorts of ways. But yeah, it's so much about unpacking. It's so much about unpacking and unlearning bad be- either unlearning bad behavior, unpacking your shit, uh, letting go of. Uh, That's just finding a sliver of truth in a world that constantly lies to you. Mm-hmm. It's just so much to ask for. Can I have that at home? If I'm home, can I at least have that? That's what's good about having a partner that doesn't lie to you, even like that. Like Mike said, misrepresents in a good way, even overly, because then you still don't get a fair fucking representation of yourself, so you're still fucking not sure what the fuck's going on. So yeah, it is good to have a partner that tells you the truth regardless, sort of, good or bad, to a certain extent, without like being needlessly cruel about certain things that... I hate when people are like, well, it was the truth. It's like, okay, we don't always... like. There's the truth, and then there's the, like, let's calm down. You know? Yeah. 
sometimes people are a bit the truth sometimes is like let's we all have the truth that we could be doling out to one another you know oh people love to yeah, to, exactly. to, to invoke the name of the truth yeah, when it yeah, comes yeah. to saying some old bull ass shit yeah it's like we all could be saying some shit if we wanted to take the gloves off like let's oh, not definitely. yeah I don't like that shit at all it's a crazy way I yeah. like it though <laughs> Mike, roll me my cigarette. Uh, yeah, all right. Please. We get into our last words, so this extra time is extra about to. There you go. Oh my god, <laughs> are you the? You're the robot lady. <laughs> I'm feeling at one. Yeah. With the robot lady. Yeah, with the whole fucking thing. Oh, with the whole process. The whole fucking thing, man. Uh, it's like a circadian rhythm at this point. You're like uh, your podcast, Kawhi Leonard. You're yeah. like bionic podcast man. Like you're half man, half podcast. <laughs> do you think Kawhi can do it by the time this comes out? I mean, Kawhi can do it. Like everyone, it's looking like it's like. Do you think Steph can do it? Essentially, if you watched no, last, no. if you watched last game, you know Kawhi was ice cold all fucking game. So you think he's coming back? I think he's exhausted. Britain, sometimes in sports, there's just a thing called momentum. <laughs> you know what? Not enough is spoken in just general life about exhaustion. Like, exhaustion can take you out. Like, it's like, you can't beat it, man. Exhaustion will kick your ass. It's annoying. Like, I'm some when I'm being sleepy now, we're talking about, like, literal exhaustion. Like, when you've hit your wall in life, sort of. Yeah, it's yeah. like... It doesn't get discussed enough. It's always like, pull yourself up, keep going. It's like, sometimes you hit a wall, man. Even more unspoken about in the world of sports is the energy surrounding the entire event. You know, when you consider a stadium is a collection of, especially like in Europe, like the soccer stadiums, it's a collection of 100,000 howling individuals. What kind animals. of, what kind of energy are Savages. you generating? So we saw the energy in Toronto. It's vicious. It's 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 embarrassing, is what it is. It's Toronto, though. It's it's no Canada. It is Canada. It's blood sport. No, it's Canada. No, it's not even. Yeah, because it's that. It's holier than thou. Yeah, that's. But then when it comes down to it, they're like fucking bloodthirsty. It's blood sport. Like you mean, you mean to tell me that. That this is how you this is how you view the players. You, you're viewing the players like they're like like it, like it's gladiator sport. Like they're supposed to be like they're fed to the lions and shit. Like that's how you're seeing it. You're cheering on the the the, the you know what I mean? Like like what like what what are you? What type of deep unspoken uh, 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 impulse is being is being pulled out of people? And and will that ultimately ruin their chances at honorably achieving? The chip, you know what so I mean. So you think like the universe will fight back against them due to their shitty I attitude? So. No, I think that like the, the 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 bullshit is going to fuel the players who are going to feed off and and just the the, <laughs> the general energy okay. surrounding the 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 whole the whole event and is going to give you know the warriors the 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 impetus to go and take it from them and be like fuck you. <laughs> Oh man, I remember, I will never forget this. The first beat that I ever, the first dude I ever hit up for beats was this dude named Ra. 
this guy Ronnie shouts to him I don't know what he's doing but he ended up doing good big things for himself in any case I hit him up uh, and uh, I bought a beat off of him first then I brought him a sample he made me a beat and I paid for it then he stopped answering my calls <laughs> so you're gonna say that I brought him a sandwich oh man <laughs> It was terrible. Oh, man. This, this, this he shit shook went... you? So he took your money and never gave up the whole beat? No, no, no. He gave me the music. I just was really annoying. I just kept hitting him up. Oh, and damn. he wasn't... He was like... He was elsewhere, clearly. What did you want when you hit him up? I was just trying to work on music. I just wanted to sit down and, like, get his opinion and, like, try to get into the process of the shit and... Was it wasn't like, happening. No, it's done. No, like, no. It's like, transactional. Like, like, Look, fuck you off, guy. pay me, I give you B. Yeah. That's it, bro. Yeah. This is... Yeah. These things take uh, take a different shape depending on, on where you are also. I was just so incompetent, you know? Like, well, how old were you, like, 19 or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, of course you're incompetent. Uh, but I'd be like, fucking incompetent. <laughs> 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 no fucking idea what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> Yeah, it's brutal out there. But I also feel like uh, I've been really lucky to be privy to to so much music that that is unheard. That's 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 great, and that people like my strategy was always I would look for music that the producer made in times of duress or like otherwise that people rejected things that like they either really believed in but they keep getting shut shut down by the by the people that they pitch them to or things that they don't like because it reminds them of a moment that they went through some shit in life oh shit how do you find out do you just ask them like do you got any beats that remind you <laughs> of shitty times no yeah. like I'll, they'll just play me some shit and and uh I'd be like, uh, what about this? I'm like, I fucking hate this shit. <laughs> I was like, word? I really like it. <laughs> do you think you're being contrarian or do you, did you actually really like it? No, I, like, I, I, I hear something in, in those things. Mm. And it makes me respond. And then I check. And if it, it lines up, I go for it. But also, I just like hot shit. Like, you know, like, it's not, it's not the only way to go about it. Like, did you, you didn't go to Peel Street last night, did you? Fuck no. What kind of waste man you take me yeah, for? Yeah, no, that's some real, that's some real cornball stuff as far as I'm concerned. Sorry, everyone. Sorry. Yeah. It's Canada's team, though. No, I don't. <laughs> I only, I, I only respect people that went to Peel and, and called for a Montreal team. That I respect. That I respect, and I respect the gathering because I'm also rooting for Toronto. And I and I and I just generally like Toronto. I like the Raptors. I've you know I was Vince Carter's my favorite ball player of all time. I would say. I used to like the Raptors when Vince Carter played when I was like 19, but I've not cared since. Mm. In general, I think sports are like I don't like when people get overly involved in sports. It's just weird. So then, especially yet yeah, to like cheer on someone's injury yeah, for something being. like he's just a human for something being. so stupid as a game that's like meant to be like it's just so dumb that i can't well, it's a it's a glorious form of entertainment because you yeah. get you because you you wind up emotionally connected to these people that have nothing to do with you that do nothing for your life except yeah, to enrich 
the time that you spend, you know what I mean, through uh, through witnessing their, this amazing athletic talent, you know what I mean? Yeah, it just has to be kept in perspective is all. It's like, yeah, fine, of course, clearly. Priorities and shit. I mean, if I was with, like, Mike Watt, like, likes it a lot and stuff, and it's completely within, like, a reasonable amount, and I'm fine. If I were with someone who, like, who I had, who, like, needed a day if his team lost or, like, was, like, I, I don't think I could. It would be... You couldn't date, like, a super fan? No, I just wouldn't respect the person at the end of the day. <laughs> I would be like, this, I don't think this is, like, healthy, and I think you've, like, I think you, you're not you're not thinking clearly here. You were right all along. I was like, what do you mean? Fairweather? Like, what's worse than a fucking Warriors fan? No, a Raptors fan, straight up. A Barcelona fan. I don't know anything about soccer fans. It's... The Golden State Warriors are the the FC Barcelona of basketball. They buy up all the talent. Don't get me wrong; they play a beautiful rendition of the of the game. Barcelona, I mean, you know, Warriors. We could we could talk about the 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 Curry effect at you know at a later date. So I do my my googles and shit. But. My issue with the Toronto fan, why I think they're worse than the Golden State fan, is Golden State fans are fair weather basketball fans. They're like fans of whoever's hot in basketball at that moment. Toronto fans, they're not even fans of basketball. Mm. Like, they're just fans of Canada. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which probably is the <laughs> reason why they didn't know fun. how to act and they didn't realize what they were what the, they were watching. Any last words, guys? I just really want people to watch, to listen to the podcast. Tell your friends and stuff. Okay. And I feel strong, like, I'm coming for you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to beat your butt. I'll pick you back off of that. and uh, <laughs> The beating the butt part? We, no, but <laughs> hold on. Don't just talk to your kinfolk. Talk to us, kinfolk. Holler at us. Get at us. You know, because uh, the, the, the lasers are out there bussing, you know? Mm-hmm. I like that. That was better <laughs> than yours. No offense. Mine was pretty bad, so. Wait, fine. Fair enough. What's yours, Mike? You're always making us say it. Say something. Yeah, okay, can Relax, relax. Is any last words? You know what I mean. You know you don't rush last words. Oh my God! You're gonna you do it. Do last words. As as Mike unfurls the the, the loud pack. He's trying to get out of it. He's trying to get. This is him. This is him. He always pressures everyone else, and then he slips away neatly. Hmm. You get up during the podcast too much, by the way. That's my notes. I have some podcast notes. <laughs> Thank you. Stand up too much. Oh, man. Don't make me get into my podcast notes. <laughs> vicious. <laughs> I don't hold back. I want to hear all of this. Yeah, yeah. Later, later, date. I don't want to hear <clears throat> any of it. Can you throw me the lighter? Are you going to list out mean things to me in markings one day? <laughs> Say what? Are you going to list out mean things to me and Markings one day? Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> we'll do it on an episode. It'll be like a production meeting. Mm. On an episode. 
Yeah, I know. But who's so. gonna? And what about you? What I just what do you, do you have notes for yourself? Do we have notes for you? I'll definitely have a section planned out where you guys. I mean, when we're when we're, we're like talking about notes, it's definitely gonna be all around. I want your opinions known. Obviously, this isn't. I know, but I just wonder: Are you gonna have notes for yourself? Are you gonna be like, okay, now it's now for Mike. This is what Mike needs to work on. Well, I totally want to hear this right now. Like, why not? Why are we not having this meeting <laughs> no, now? I we didn't. might as well have it now. No way. Well, I mean, I would have to set up another session and shit. Yeah. No way. I don't have to record it and shit. I just, <laughs> I just want to do better now. You know, like I have my own. We're still recording. Uh, no. Just say your final thoughts and then we're done. Yeah, my last words. Uh, yeah, tell a friend. Also, YouTube, Spotify, playlists, listen to them. Yeah, they're good. You lied that Tame Impala song's not on the YouTube one. You said it was on the YouTube one.